0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Maggie. And I'm Julia. And today is a very special guest episode. Woo! We are (laughs) so
1: excited because Um, we have Someone that's really big on Bookstagram at Wellread Ladies, also known as Tina Ray.
0: Welcome, <laughs> Tina. Woo! Thank you. Woo! <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Tina, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you all doing?
1: Can't You're complain. Good. You know, got a cup of coffee. Yeah.
0: That's right. <laughs> hmm
1: We've had like fun tech snafus this morning. Yeah. So it just makes yes. us
0: better tech wizards. <laughs> Julia, I wanted to tell you while all of our tech problems were happening, Mm -hmm. Matilda, my new dog, was sitting right next to me, Mm -hmm. chewing on her bone, and I about had a panic attack. (laughs) Everyone, last week's episode, Survival is Insufficient, the Station 11 episode, my other dog, Gulliver, was sitting there chewing a bone the whole time. And it took me over two hours oh, no. to figure out how to get rid of that sound. Yeah. that. So was really... I just picked up her bed and put her on the other side of the room.
1: That's amazing. Sorry, Matilda. <laughs> Bye. Sorry,
0: girl. <laughs> I can't deal with that this morning.
1: <laughs> Your dogs have such cute names. Um, oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a cutie. Well, Tina... We thought we would start by asking you a little warm-up question, a little way to get to know our guests. Yes. Um, And we want to know, how do you organize your books? (sighs) The short answer is I don't.
2: (laughs) I try organizing (laughs) by genre, but I kind of outgrew the space that I have. So now they're just kind of everywhere. So they're kind of by genre, but then I just started shoving random books in random places when (laughs) I ran out of space. So
1: I need to buy a couple more bookshelves and reorganize. <laughs>
0: That's yes. an incredibly honest answer.
1: You have a very impressive amount of books and bookshelves yeah. right behind <laughs> you. And so I've just been like looking in awe.
2: <laughs> this isn't even all of them. This is technically the library, but I outgrew the library. So I have like two bookshelves in my living room and I need to put two more in my dining room. <laughs> the whole house oh my is gosh. the library.
0: <laughs> This is amazing. (laughs) That is incredible. I love that so much. Yes. I also love that you clearly ran out of room and you just have books stacked on top. Yeah, well, like... (laughs) Fitting them everywhere you can.
2: Some of them are, like, distinct piles. Like, a couple of these are arcs that I've already read. And then some of them are, like, too big to fit in the shelves. Like, I have a couple of, like, Uh, coffee table books that are just too big so i just like stacked them all on top and i have like graphic novels and that kind of thing so some of those are on purpose but the like
1: random stacks everywhere else are not
0: okay i hear you i hear you that makes sense
1: how many uh books do you have
2: um i'm just shy of 2000 so i think i'm about 100 under that holy crap (laughs) But that's only oh my, counting. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's only counting by title, because I have a spreadsheet that I keep track of everything on. But I have multiple copies of some books, so that's just like nineteen hundred titles.
0: Okay, I was going to ask, how do you know you keep it? How long have you been keeping this spreadsheet? Because mm.
2: I don't. I think I started it when I was in high school. It was when I started thrifting a lot because I used to forget what I owned, so I would buy multiple copies. So I was like, this isn't working. So I started keeping a spreadsheet and it's in like Google Drive so I can access it on my phone. So whenever I go thrifting, if I find like I collect Agatha Christie novels, but sometimes she changes the names of books. Like sometimes they're re-released with different titles. So I never know what I have. So I have them saved in like the spreadsheet so I can just like look it up and see if I already have that book. And then I can look on Goodreads and make sure it's not like an alternate title.
0: That is so smart. Mm-hmm. i was tired of so rewriting books i have told julia i repurchased books on accident <laughs> yep. semi
2: i ended up with five <laughs> copies of to kill a mockingbird and i was like okay we're gonna have to make a spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> oh no i actually gave all of those away because i had a book club started and i was like i have extra copies anyone need one
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like even if you don't need it just take right? it. like i'll mail them all yours Please you take <laughs> it away <laughs> That's amazing. Holy cow. That makes me want to start a spreadsheet for all the books that I have, but I do not have two thousand books.
2: It's better to start when you no, have a small collection it. before it gets out of hand. <laughs> Cause then every time I get something this... new, I just like leave it stacked on my desk until I put it in the spreadsheet and then I file it away. I feel like I'm a real librarian. I have an actual library in my house. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing some
0: shelving. Oh, you s-
1: sound like it, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so cool.
0: That's really, really awesome. I think I need to start a spreadsheet mm-hmm. because yeah, I need to start remembering what books I have yeah. hidden in the back of my shelves. I highly
2: recommend it. It's good for when you're collecting series too, because when you're thrifting, you never know what you're going to find.
0: True. Yeah, that's very, very true. So when you're making
1: your sp- spreadsheet or when you're adding stuff to it, I assume there's a way and I just don't know how to do it is like, organizing how do, how do you so i did organize i
2: have that? like different columns and i have um by title by author and then um like how many copies i have but then i like duplicated that sheet and so then i have one that's organized by title so i can look things up by title and then i have one that's organized by author so it's on it's oh, like okay. two different sheets on the same like mm-hmm. excel spreadsheet and then i can just If I'm looking by author, I can look it up by author. Or if it's a title I'm searching for. It's so much harder to search by title, though, because there's so many books. (laughs) But normally I'm collecting collecting, like Agatha Christie, so it's easier to just go to Agatha Christie and be like, is this one here? Mm -hmm. Then the really fun part is when I find books that are on my shelf that are not in the spreadsheet, and I've owned them for years. Like, how did you slip through the
0: cracks? (laughs) Surprise! Okay, wait. Have you read all of the books that you know
2: no, not even close <laughs> so one of my friends is doing a shelf reread and she's keeping track of how many books she's um owns on her shelf and how many of them she's read so just for fun i was like let's count and see how many of my books i have not read since i have a column of on my spreadsheet of if i've read them or not so i can organize them and see okay. how many i haven't read i have not read a thousand of the books that i own
0: okay wow. so yes
2: well, and I
1: keep, but that's still, like, a lot that you
2: have read. Well, and I keep collecting them, collecting more, so it keeps just going up, and then I don't read what I own because I get, keep getting so many ARCs. So mm-hmm. every time I go thrifting, I end up with, like, 40 new books, and I'm like, I guess I'll get to these eventually.
0: <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Right? Oh, my goodness. I One of my fears I have, because I'm moving in the fall, And I can't take my books with me, so I'm trying to finish all of the books that I haven't read. I'm just going to put them into storage. I'm not getting rid of them. I would never (laughs) (laughs) in my life. Um, But I'm trying to, like, quickly read Mm -hmm. everything that I currently own without buying anything new. Because I still have a stack of, like, 45 books I need to finish by the end of August. And it gives me, like, anxiety. Oh,
2: wow. That kind of reminds me of, have you read the Guernsey uh, literary I never remember the title because it's very long, but when she puts her books in, the yeah, (laughs) when he makes her, puts her, the potato, book, yeah, the potato peel pie society or something like that. But when he makes her put her books in storage and then the building is bombed or he tries (gasps) to, and she's just like, if I would have done it, then all of my books would have been safe. But instead our building was bombed and I lost all my books.
0: Yeah. It made me cry.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds so traumatizing. It's a really good book, but so much of it is traumatizing yeah have you watched the movie i have um i didn't it changed a few things, and I felt like it lost the parts of the story I liked best oh bummer i haven't I haven't watched it. At I really like the casting, but it changed i don't know it because it was written as letters it it like didn't translate into film quite mm. quite as well
0: as it could have <laughs> yeah that's a bummer
1: yeah. well you mentioned that you you do arcs, uh, Mm -hmm. but not everyone listening might know what that is. Can you tell us what arcs Um, are? So
2: they're advanced reader copies. So basically, it's like a galley that you get that's an uncorrected proof of a book that's um, upcoming. I do like some physical galleys. Those are a little bit harder to get. Um, And then I do a lot of net galleys. So those are like e-arcs that you read like on your Kindle, or for some publishers, they don't. Provide Kindle copies, and I had to read two on my laptop.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. that was fun to photograph. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oof. So, like, how do you get into reading art?
2: So, with NetGalley, mm-hmm. it's super easy. All you do is make an account, um, and then you just start requesting things. It does take a little bit to get the more popular books because they look at your percentage, and so so you'll have like a percentage of like books that you've been approved to read. And then, like, how many of those you've actually read and reviewed. And so they like you to keep your percentage above, like, I think it's 80%. But the more books that you've read and reviewed, the easier it is to get some. So, like, you're not gonna start out getting, like, the new Riley Sager novel, probably. And some of the publishers are harder Mm -hmm. to get things from unless you're like, unless you work as a bookseller or unless you work, like, in a library, that kind of thing. So, for me, I just created an account and I started requesting books from like smaller publishers or some books you don't have to like be approved for you can just do like a read now and so oh that's yeah so with those that's cool yeah um you can just get approved for a few so that you can start building your numbers but the only problem i had with that is that i ended up running into a lot of books that weren't good (laughs) Mm. so yeah yeah but that also did open the door for me to get, like, physical arcs, because then once you, like, read those and you review them, then you have, like, a uh, you have a base where you can say, oh, here here's how well I read and review. And so I ended up with um, HarperCollins is the one that I work with primarily, and they have emails that they send out where you can just, like, it's a list of, like, here are all of our arcs upcoming, and then you apply for those. And so... Yeah, so I have three different um, imprints of Harper that I work with, but I think Perennial is the only one that you can just go to, like, Harper Perennial on Instagram, and they have, like, an influencer program, and you can just sign up for the email list. So I think that's...
0: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I think
2: that's the only one of those. I don't know how I ended up on the list for the other two. (laughs) I don't remember. Okay. The one I just finished, the arc I just finished last night was from Harper, like just straight Harper is the name of it. I think it's Harper Books on Instagram, and so that's one of like um, how lucky was a book of the month a selection a couple of months ago, and I got an arc from of that one from that. Imprint. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So just kind of follow publishers and be on the lookout for um sometimes they'll post like we're looking for bookstagrammers to review books and then you can just apply for it and sometimes those links don't stay up for very long so just kind of yeah. like okay. be on the lookout for those um 10 house is another really good one they'll post every once in a while like a galley opportunity and they'll leave it up for a couple of days and you just go and apply for the galley and then sometimes you'll get an email that's like it's on its way so there are a lot of opportunities like that that you just kind of have to be in the right place at the right time Well, and I have heard that is super that a lot of people like solicit arcs, so they'll like email the publisher and like give some information about them and their account. But I've just never really felt comfortable doing that because I prefer to like see the book and be like, "Oh, I want this one," (laughs) so I can make sure it's something that I really like want to read and will hopefully enjoy.
0: (laughs) That is super cool. If any of our listeners are interested in. Reading book arcs or getting involved, I will leave a couple of links in this episode's notes um so you can find more information about it and find the path that's right for you. Thank you so much Tana. yeah i I'm excited. I want to get started doing it. I would really recommend <laughs> I've always I've been interested in a while.
2: I would really recommend the perennial one. They are the best about sending out um about sending out things consistently, and I have told so many people like here. Go take this link and go sign up.
1: <laughs> Is it hard to balance reading arcs with, like, reading for fun? Uh,
2: uh, yes and no. I used to have a lot more time to read, but now I have a more demanding work schedule. So I read far less. And so I've actually had a lot of trouble with only reading ARCs and not being able to read any of the things that... Like, that's how I have so many books unread on my shelves, because Mm -hmm. I've been reading so many ARCs. So I'm trying to request less and only request... Like, I've built up my numbers on NetGalley, so I don't need to request just random books anymore. So I'm trying to only request things that are, like, things that I really, really, really want to read. So, like, Mm -hmm. the new... That makes sense. I forget the author's name, but he wrote um, The Only Good Indians came out I think last year. I have his new book as an ARC coming up in August. That's so cool. Yeah. So things like that. Oh, Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. Yes. His um, The Only Good Indians is honestly really, really good. I did it on audio, but I would not recommend that <laughs> because it was kind of a hard story to follow on audio.
0: Oh. Yeah. I just listened to my first audio mm-hmm. ever. That was my um, first. <laughs> okay. I had to speed up the sound from like one to 1.2, <laughs> just to kind of get through it a little yeah. faster. She, I felt like she was reading really <laughs> slowly. And I kept having the problem, which was my fear when I was deciding to listen to this audiobook. I kept spacing out. Mm-hmm. I would like tune out for a little bit and I'd come back and be like, oh no, mm-hmm. I just missed <laughs> what's going on.
2: I completely understand. That was always my fear with audiobooks because I am really, really bad about doing that. But now I make sure I'm doing something like like um, taking out the trash or like doing the dishes or something that's like mundane, and I'll want to listen to it.
1: <laughs> that's that fair. makes
0: sense. Yeah. yeah, gotta be doing chores yeah. or some crocheting or exactly. something.
1: <laughs> I at the last audiobook I listened to, I was actually driving across the country, moving out to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And I didn't finish it. Oh, like no. I was, I'm on the last disc. It's just sitting in my car waiting to be heard. Oh, it's even a disc. For the next time I go on a long, yeah. No, you have yeah. a CD. That's, so, <laughs> that's so old fashioned. Old
2: oh, I actually have a program that I work through where you can get ALCs. So that's advanced listener copies. And if you have a oh, thousand cool. followers or more, you can sign up for Libro LibroFM's um, influencer program. And they give you a list every month of, like, books you can choose from. And that's how I get all of mine.
0: Wow. That is really cool.
1: I do not have a thousand followers or more.
0: Well, get on that, to
1: get Julia. There. Be more popular. I don't know how.
2: <laughs> the secret is following other people and they typically follow back.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
1: I feel like I follow a lot of crafting accounts so I follow like tons of embroidery
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and like painting and needlework and none of those people followed me back because I am not a crafting <laughs> account.
2: <laughs> well it's funny because the, <laughs> the person I started my bookstagram I used to own my bookstagram with someone else and she is uh she has an embroidery account. So we have all of these people who followed us when she was still part of my account. And so they all followed back. And so I just like their embroidery and they'll like my book posts every once in a while, but we're like different books That's we're different awesome. Instagram styles.
1: <laughs> is it so tell us about Bookstagram? Um, we yes. We personally know about it, but our listeners might yeah we keep talking about it and they
0: might be
2: confused so basically it's just instagram for books um you just post like photos of books and like reviews of books and it's just basically use the hashtag and it's just all about books and you can find other people who um like you can find reviews from other people and like make connections that way so it's been a really great space to like find new books to read and like find people to talk to about books so it's been it's been yes. a fun
1: journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how you and I actually got connected mm-hmm. was through Bookstagram. I don't even know if we had our our podcast ap- account up yet. I think I had just. I don't found, think so. I think I found you just from my personal account yeah. through an embroidery one, uh, BZ Creations, oh, I love just her. because like. I do too. I went to high school with her. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. And so we like, I found you through her and was like, oh my gosh, her pictures are gorgeous. And so then I was like texting Maggie. I was like, hey, Maggie, I really want to talk to this lady. Can I, is it cool? Can I just like book her?
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. And actually, um, Brianna is one of the ones that was friends with my friend that I used to own my account with. And she was one of our very first followers.
1: Yeah. No way. Oh my gosh. She has like 10,000 followers. She's doing amazing. I know. (laughs) But I mean, of course she does. Her embroidery is gorgeous. I actually have two
2: of her pieces.
1: uh, I I look at it just in complete awe. And I have a couple of her stickers. Yeah. It's just it's so cool. She's such a great Artist. When I moved and I decided that I
2: wanted to use my spare bedroom as my library, I had her make me, uh, it's that quote from um, Harry Potter that's when in doubt, go to the library. So she made me a piece that's actually on my wall. So, Ah,
1: that's awesome. Right. I was like, this is the perfect touch for my library. (laughs) And that's right up her alley, too. She does like so much book culture um and like sci-fi fantasy stuff it's so cool and she
2: does a lot of pop culture quotes she had a sale fall through for um it's that quote from home alone the um wash your hands you filthy animals so she Mm -hmm. sold it for cheaper and so i bought it and it's in my bathroom
1: (laughs) nice
0: Well, what sort of made you decide to start a bookstagram?
2: Um, so I was posting a lot of book pictures on my personal account, and no one cared. <laughs> so I started following a couple of other like bookstagrammers, but I didn't even know like I didn't know what bookstagram was at that point. I just found a couple of people that like posted like really pretty book photos, and then um, I was talking to my friend Morgan, and I was like, "Hey, you want to start one of these accounts together?" And so we started our together um so that's why it's well read ladies because there were two of us but she was in grad school at the time so she didn't have a ton of time so i ended up basically taking over the account (laughs) and so she um she turned it over to me and now she's at a librarian called morgan so and she actually had that one before we started well read ladies (laughs) she just hadn't used it she ended up, we ended up like splitting, but I kept the username because I couldn't think of anything else. And I'd already established myself with that, with that name Mm -hmm. anyway. Right. And I have a bunch of rep codes that are still like attached to that name.
1: (laughs) Also true. You have a ton of rep codes. That's so cool. Do do you approach uh, the people or do the people approach you to, to represent Um, their stuff?
2: Uh, most of them I've applied for, um, they'll post like a rep search, but then I have two that Mm -hmm. I did not, that are just people that I had like purchased from or that I'm friends with, um, that ask me to, um, rep for them. So, and I'm permanent, Ah. I'm permanent reps for those. So so wow, that is so cool. Oh, actually three. Um, my dear friend Janelle just started, she just opened her candle shop on Saturday and she asked me to rep for
1: her.
0: I love the candles that you post. Well, Tina... In addition to your candles, you do a lot of book hauls. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to do um, like thrifted books over Barnes and Noble? So
2: I grew up in a really small town in Colorado and we had to like drive a long way to get to bookstores. (laughs) Like the closest, I, I really loved Borders and that was in like Colorado Springs, which was like an hour away from where we were so we had a really good goodwill and it had a massive book section so my mom Mm. loved going to goodwill and every time she went i was like oh can i go look at books and i would usually find really good ones so that's how i ended up starting my collection um and then when i went to college the um goodwill in the town where i went to college was even bigger and had a better book selection So, wow. But then the problem is when I moved to Missouri, the Goodwills here are terrible (laughs) and they don't have a good (laughs) book selection. They're mostly clothes. So you kind of have to find like you have to visit different thrift stores and figure out like where the books are being donated (laughs) to figure out where you can Uh find the big hauls.
0: That makes sense. The Goodwill here in Appleton is like strictly Nora Roberts books. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the last time I saw anything else. Yeah.
2: And the ones here are like, I visited so many different thrift stores before I figured out which one had the good book selections. And this is, I'm in the Bible Belt. So most of the thrift stores that don't have like Mm. a lot of fiction, it's just like, here is your Bible and Joel Olstein section.
1: Enjoy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's probably so many purpose-driven lives there.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love
1: that. Friend. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Okay. So we let's come up with a uh, bingo card for books. Oh, yeah. We thought it would be <laughs> let's like a fun do it. game.
2: Okay. The number one book. So we need <laughs> – The number one yes, book you number will always one. find. You have not been thrifting if you do not find at least one copy of What to Expect When You're
1: Expecting. Sometimes yes. I will count. Yes. Okay. The
2: last time I went thrifting, I found six.
1: That's nice. like in the same spot.
2: No, um, they're usually like spread out. So the 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 um the thrift store that I go to the most, they have like two really long, like sections of books. So it's on both sides of the aisle, and like the left side is they try and do like nonfiction, but it's mostly like. Joel steen and yes. things like that. So, but that's typically where they are. It's just like random copies of what to expect when you're expecting, like in between. And sometimes you'll find okay. that's actually a series. I didn't know that until I started started finding the other books.
0: <laughs> it's a series. Yeah, it's
2: like what what to expect in the first year. What to expect, and it goes by like different ages. So, like what to expect in the toddler years. Oh my that book is 900 pages, by the way. <laughs> that's a chunky one.
1: <laughs> the toddler years. Yeah
0: because it feels not good uh, as long.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: All right. All right. Um, okay, wait. Before we do any more, I want to make a guess okay. Yeah, as to what will be on our bingo because okay. these are the two authors I find the most when I'm thrifting and that is Jody Picoult yes. and Leanne Moriarty. I don't find as much
2: Leanne Moriarty. I'm really? still missing some of her books. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised. Maybe it's my location. I think so, because I find – I'll find things at my thrift store that, like, my friends in different cities will not find in theirs. Like, I find a lot of Stephen King, and one of my friends is like, how do you always find Stephen King? I never find Stephen King. But I found more Stephen King in Colorado
1: than I do here. When in Michigan – like, I haven't really gone to many Goodwills while here, but when I was in Michigan, I feel like the big ones that I would always find are, like – The first Harry Potter Mm -hmm. and The Da Vinci Code. Yep.
0: The Da Vinci Code.
1: There it is. Or the rest of that series. (laughs) Yeah, like any Dan Brown. Yeah. Good. The Lost
0: Symbol. It's (laughs) funny because that's
2: how, like, I'm really OCD about having my books, like, in a series be the same size and the same set. So I'll just hold out until I find the same one. (laughs) And that's how I collected my entire Dan Dan Brown collection. I'm just like, oh, this one's the wrong size and the wrong
1: copy. I'll just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have like four different versions of the first Harry Potter mm-hmm. because I kept finding them. I was like, Oh, it's like the mass paperback. It's the little pocket yeah. version. And then I have like the hardcover and the paperback yeah. and then uh like literal no, actually I have five different versions of the first Harry Potter book now that I think yeah. about it. But Well and that was a good one. My um, <laughs> my
2: copy of Order of the Phoenix just completely fell apart. So I found a thrifted one that I can
1: actually read. <laughs> Mine did too. I had to duct tape it. I did too. And I glued it because it like
2: <laughs> separated from the cover and then broke in half. So I had to like it's glue it just because it's such a on. thick book. Yeah. And that one's my favorite in the series, so it's been it's been well loved. <laughs> right. That's
0: actually right. crazy, because that's my nicest Harry Potter. <laughs> All my other ones I got from thrift stores, and the fifth book, my brother won for me in a raffle. Oh, so quite. it like comes in its own protected case. Oh. And oh, it's wow. like a really fancy copy. Oh, wow. And all my other ones are like ripping. That's
2: <laughs> intense. I thrifted oh my God. first few Harry Potters, but I think that one I got for my birthday. So it was a brand new copy that I just completely destroyed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. We've got four so far. We've got What to Expect When You're Expecting, Jodie Picoult, Dan Brown, Harry Potter One. Um, what are other books I find, for our bingo card? I find a lot of Agatha Christie's
2: yeah i didn't i found more in colorado than i found here oh my goodness so morgan who i started my account with she visited me one summer and i took her to that really good goodwill it was back home in colorado and someone Mm -hmm. had just donated their entire agatha christie collection we must have found like 60 of her books and between the two of us we bought (gasps) them all crap yeah so
0: amazing yeah i love her i do too that's I'm great. still
2: working on collecting some of hers because she wrote like 80 books and some of the like lesser known um, Hercule Perot books are a little bit harder to find. So I'm always on the lookout for them and I'm trying to read the series in order. So when I get to one that I'm missing, then I look harder to find it. <laughs> so
0: I like that. That's really dedication. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, Thrift books has been especially oh, so helpful cool. with that because I like them to be the old vintage copies it's more aesthetically uh-huh. pleasing and it fits my shelf.
1: <laughs> I love thrift books. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And
2: I do have a local used bookstore yeah. that I've been. That's been really helpful with finding like vintage copies of things that I'm missing. So. Oh,
0: what's the name of your local thrift store? Because then I can we can shout it out in our. Um, show so notes. the
2: thrift store that I go to is Red Racks, and it's actually a chain throughout Missouri. It's the Disabled Veterans um, Federation is who owns it. And then I have a used bookstore. It's called Hooked on Books that they actually have a website. So if I'm looking for like a specific book, I can like look on there and be like, do you have what I need? So that's been super helpful.
0: Okay. That's That's nice. That's how I've been finding all the Bridgerton books. Um, And while we're talking about it, I just want to give another shout out to Uncharted Bookstore, my favorite thrifty bookstore in Chicago. Um, We also interviewed them a few episodes ago. So- Check it out! I love them. I just recently bought the second Bridgerton book <laughs> from there, so getting through them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's really nice that they also have a website with all yes. of their. There, I
0: think. All of their books are just their rare books. I think that's just their rare books. But well, it's they have, still nice and helpful. It's still nice and helpful. And they're super cool. You can like call them and tell them that you're searching for a certain book and they will help you. Mm-hmm, They'll be like mm-hmm. on the lookout for it, which is super cool. Um, <gasps> I just thought of another book that is always at a thrift store. Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. <laughs>
2: that, we- that random sequel that's like the, c- the cut cake on the beginning or on the cover, but I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it's something. It's like a. I know the. Cover. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a play on eat Play, or whatever that's called, a spoof or something like that. I find a lot of copies of that one too. That you know is Hilarious.
1: What? I'm remembering. Like I see a lot of the Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. Just any of the Fifty yep. Shades. And Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's always yes. at least Twilight. one one of the Twilight saga books. All right, so we're putting Twilight on there, <laughs> and. So I added Joel Olstein, Agatha Christie, Eat, Pray, Love. Now we're at Twilight. Are there any other books that we can do for like a bonus? Well, there are other
2: like big series that I find a lot too. Like I collected the entire Divergent series. I love The Hunger Games. So I have multiple copies of those. And so I I collected like hardbacks from The Hunger Game or of The Hunger Games because I already had a paperback set, but I wanted them to match when Ballad came out. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I was like, let's thrift the hardback. Yeah. So like those popular series, I, I find a it. lot of those. <laughs> well, and like the Suki Stackhouse series, I've been reading, and I I thrifted all uh. of those. And like, um, what's the Janet Ivanovich one? It's the Stephanie Plum novels. It's like one for the money. They're all numbers. Like, oh two for yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah.
0: I know what yeah, you're talking about. My grandma reads those. They're good.
2: <laughs> 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 I read the first one. <laughs> <laughs> was it good it was the movie was okay. also really good it's uh catherine heigl that's right it's a movie yeah with, um yes it's actually really good i really enjoyed it my book club picked that one I for about that. some prompt and we were all like what is this series but we really liked it hmm. yeah that's good to know oh dean coons mm. and mm-hmm. john grisham mm-hmm. yeah Did we already say john grisham oh and michael Crichton. all right and sometimes i find ray bradbury he's a little bit harder to find but
1: he's one of my favorites. Well, we have enough for two bingo cards and, <laughs> and bingo some.
0: Cards.
1: So I'm Maybe gonna I'm we'll gonna create those.
0: Yeah, look it over. And let's make a bingo card. That could be fun.
1: Yeah, that would be very fun. There's just so many thrift store staples.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Um.
1: So you do have a list when you're doing your book hauls? Do you have like? an idea of what you're going to find of like what you are going out in the world to get or are you just letting the books speak to you
2: um if i go to like a thrift store it's more of like the hunt of like what am i gonna find today but if i go to yeah. that used bookstore i usually have like a book in mind that i've already looked up on their website and that i know they have in mm-hmm. stock and then i'll look around and find like five other books <laughs> So, but like, when I'm (laughs) thrifting, I do have like a list of things that I'm always looking for. Like I have series that I'm collecting. So I'm always looking for Agatha Christie's that I'm missing. Um, I'm always looking for Stephen King's that I'm missing things like that, or like certain series that I've started collecting and like, I'm missing book four. So I just have like a running Mm -hmm. list of like, maybe I'll find this, but I'm always going to look for it.
0: Okay. Okay, nice.
1: Yeah, Maggie has like four Nancy Drews or something that she's missing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I only have four left wow. to get. I know. And I have thrifted all of them. Wow. Um, so I don't know if there are just fewer copies mm-hmm. of those last four, but I'm searching. I think I still have I'll find them someday.
2: I think I still have 12 left, but I never find Nancy's here in Missouri.
0: The only place I consistently find them is Half Price Bookstore. Half Price Bookstore always has like a huge selection of those like yellow Nancy books.
2: Well, we don't have a Half Price Books close, but um, Book Outlet tends to get a lot of Nancy's in. And so those are Mm. um, overstock books. So they're all new, but they're cheaper. I think the Nancy's are like $2 each. And so I'll just, like, keep a, nice. I'll keep okay. a lookout and, and they'll just get, like, a big, like, bunch of Nancys in, and I'll just be like, do I need any of these numbers? <laughs> yes. So every time they have, like, a big Nancy drop, then I'll just check and see.
1: Okay. That's how I've
2: gotten most of mine that I have. Because I, I thrifted them when I lived in Colorado,
1: but now I don't find them. So when you when you moved from Colorado to Missouri, you did you have you didn't have 2000 books yet, no. but was it a lot to move
2: them? Um it wasn't as bad as when I moved last summer to this apartment because that was when I had I had I hired my neighbors to move because I have a giant roll top desk that I cannot lift. So I had them move that and all of the boxes of books I think I had. Oh, my gosh. I think I had 30 boxes. <laughs> something like that. <gasps> it was a lot um but when i moved from colorado i didn't have near as many i think i had three bookshelves at that point and now i have eight
0: yeah try not to move again maybe this is just where you end up
2: that's what my boyfriend says he's like i'm not helping you move again he's like this is the third time
1: It's like, I'm tired of yeah. carrying the books.
2: He really was. And the shelves, because I always make him help me carry the shelves. And I moved to the third floor the last time I moved, so that was a fun time.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh no. What a workout. Holy cow.
2: That's why I had neighbors. They were very tall and large, and they could carry a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. so right now, my personal library is like split between my home in michigan just at my mom's house Mm -hmm. and then here with me and so it feels weird like i have three shelves and i know i have enough books to fill them but because i don't have all of my books it they feel naked
2: my Mm -hmm. yeah i hear that my mom didn't let me take some of the books that she like really liked even though she's not a reader she doesn't read at all but there are certain (laughs) books that she would not let me take like um the laura ingalls wilder series so i had to thrift all of those (laughs) I was like, but I want to read this series. What do I do?
1: (laughs) Because she's 13 hours away now. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's fair. My mom also doesn't really read all that much. Um, and so, like, all of the books that she reads are ones that come from my shelves. And I'm just like, hey, I'm going to take this. Are you done reading it now? And so she was reading Born a Crime after I did, which is such a good book.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, when i got it back from her the back cover was missing what? like
0: what did she yeah, do
1: it, it i think it got wet and then like stuck to the counter or something so then she had to like pry the book apart and i was just like what <laughs> happened here mother
2: See if you can thrift that one. It's Thrift a copy that actually has the back cover.
1: I mean, I've already read it, and it was the paperback, so maybe if I find a hardcover of it, I'll I'll thrift it. Yeah. But it was just so funny because I picked it up and felt the difference and looked on the bottom. Like, she was just not going to tell me.
0: (laughs) So I was like, Mom, what'd you do? Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) The antics that go on in our house are comical. That is a very good book, though. Did she enjoy it? She did. Yeah,
2: I learned so much about apartheid from that book. I had no, I had no knowledge of it before.
1: Yeah, me neither. It was, I was, I didn't realize how much I didn't know until I read that book, and I was like, oh my gosh! And Trevor Noah's writing voice yes. is just so clear. His um,
2: stand-up is just absolutely amazing. He's mm-hmm. just such a like a talented
1: speaker. I would watch him speak for literally hours. Me too. His, um, I
2: think African-American is the special that I really enjoyed. Um, all of them are good, but I think that's the one that I really, really liked. I think that one built on the book too. I, I think so.
1: Yeah. So I think we're going to change topics. How's your phone yes. doing? It is fine. It's still charging and still recording. So I think we're good.
0: <laughs> Noise. Okay. So Tina, tell us your all-time favorite book. So it
2: is This Is Where I Leave You by Jonathan Tropper. It's basically about, it's this family of um, four siblings and their dad dies. And they were Jewish, but they weren't, like, super religious. But he wanted them to sit Shiva. So they all come home to spend time with their, like, crazy family. Um, And basically he just wanted them to spend time together. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah. It's really. Nice. What makes this one a favorite for you? Um. So I
2: read it at a time in my life when it was the exact, like, information that I needed to hear. Because the main character, um, his his wife cheated on him, and so he's going through, like, a divorce. And then on top of that, his father dies. So I read it during my first big breakup, and it was, like, reading it was, like, finding someone who understood everything that I was going through and said it out loud. Yeah. So I totally understand that it's not a book that's for everyone. And I feel like it was, it's one that if you need that information, it's going to be really helpful for you. And like, it's kind of a, like a black comedy. So you kind of have to have the same sense of humor as the book, uh, if that makes sense.
1: And yeah, I definitely, so I got a copy of it and I get that vibe. Uh, I'm only like 50 pages in, but I'm just like, I know I'm going to enjoy this <laughs> book once I have time to sit down and read it. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's one that you kind of have to have similar experiences. Like, if you have a good relationship with your family, it's probably not a book you're going to enjoy. But if you don't, you'll probably identify with it a lot. Have you seen the movie? I have. I actually... (laughs) (laughs) I actually bought the book because I saw the trailer for the movie. And so I read it in preparation for that. But... I didn't really like the movie because um, a lot of the book is like inner monologue and that just didn't translate well to film. So all of that went to dialogue and it's not the same like comedic style as the book. The movie is more of like a straight drama.
0: Okay. Yeah. I have seen the movie. When you emailed that title, I was like, why is this so familiar to me? Is this a play? And then I realized it's a movie that I've seen. the casting is spot on. Like, everyone is just so perfectly
2: cast. And the author of the book actually wrote the screenplay. It's just, it's... Wow! Yeah. It's just, it's really hard to take that format of book and ever translate it to film well. Because it's better yes. formatted as a book. Because those inner monologues <laughs> need to be inner monologues. Because they're... Basically, he's, he's just talking about all of his misfortunes, but also in a very sarcastic, comedic way. And that doesn't translate well yeah. when it goes to dialogue. And most of it, when it went to dialogue, no, it, it went to like his sister saying all of it, which doesn't make sense anyway. <laughs> oh,
1: that yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it's like,
2: Jason Bateman plays the main character, but Tina Fey got most of the dialogue for Jason Bateman's inner monologue.
0: Interesting. Huh. Yeah. That is an interesting choice. Yeah,
1: But it, it's probably, I mean, because it was adapted by the author, mm-hmm. it's probably the best that it could yeah.
2: have been. I agree. Right. At least he made the choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I just think the way it was written, it's never gonna. There's never gonna be a way that it's to adapt it unless you do like voiceovers. But that even doesn't work well with film.
0: Yeah, yeah, that has to, to be in a specific type of movie yeah. to do voiceovers. Like if you've ever you'd seen have to have Blade him Runner. like
1: sitting on a. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking you'd have to have like the character sitting on a park bench, mm-hmm. just with the inner monologue yeah. happening. <laughs> All of the time,
0: <laughs> feeding the ducks exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or if you've ever seen
2: the original version, the original cut of Blade Runner, where Harrison Ford does the most awkward, like voiceovers of all time, those were taken out in all like other versions of Blade Runner.
1: Oh my god! And now I need for the to best for the best. <laughs> Uh, um, do you have any favorite line or section from the book? Um, I have so many. <laughs> the last time I reread it, I was like, maybe I should just take a highlighter to this book. I never do that,
2: but I'm like, maybe I should just highlight all my favorite quotes. But I did save a couple that I can read to you. Um, let's yeah, see. that'd be
0: awesome. Yes, that would be great.
2: Okay. Um, you have to look at what you have right in front of you at what it could be and stop measuring it against what you've lost. I know this to be wise and true, just as I know that pretty much no one can do it. Oh. Right. And then um I just want Wow. I just want to tell you at some point it doesn't matter who was right and who was wrong. At some point being angry is just another bad habit, like smoking, and you keep poisoning yourself without even thinking about it. Oh man. Yeah. So there are a lot of like deep kind of quotes like that. Um and then one of my other favorites is um so it's it's a lot about like family relationships and like parent relationships. And he talks about how um, it's impossible to know who your parents were before they were your parents, because your parents are just people and they grow and evolve the same way you grow and evolve. And it's impossible to know who they were before parenthood changed them. So that's a big
0: theme in the book. I love that. I love that so much. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I am
1: too. I'm excited to, to read more of it. Yeah, definitely let me know what you think. It's a book that I'm very
2: hesitant to recommend to people just because it impacted me so much when I read it. And like I, every time Mm -hmm. I need that message again, I will reread it because I go through those things again and I need to hear that information. So I'll just pick it back up. And it's always like visiting an old friend.
0: Yeah.
1: I love books like that.
0: Yeah, me too. I I do think that books kind of come to you at the time when you need them the most. Well, and then Mm -hmm. my
2: other favorite book is Shop Girl by Steve Martin. And that was one that I read. I don't know that. Oh, it's so good. But I read it originally when I was in high school, had experienced absolutely nothing that the characters had experienced. So I hated it. And I was like, this is the worst book I've ever read. And like, I had the film version, too. And I like sold the film version, uh, like I sold the movie. And then several years later, I experienced the things in the book and I reread it. And now it's one of my favorites.
1: That's exciting. That's a, that is a very cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it really depends think so. on the experiences, I guess.
2: Well, it's definitely, yeah, there are so many books that just say what you need to hear or say the things that you're feeling out loud. And some of those, mm-hmm. those are so good to read at certain points in your life when it's just the information you need to hear.
1: I find that sometimes when I'm between books or like when I'm reading and I'm thinking about another book that I haven't read or like I've read but haven't read in a while if I just like am continuing to think about it it's like okay well maybe this is my subconscious telling me that there's something in here that I need to Mm -hmm. to pay attention to
0: yes absolutely yeah definitely and not all books are for everyone yes no every book has its reader um, well, Tina, do you have any books to recommend for people if they have already read This Is Where I Leave You and they're looking for something with the same flavor? Um,
2: so I recently read, what is it? The new Taylor Jenkins read, Malibu Rising. And it's... Oh, that's on yes, my list. I was, and while I was reading, I was like, this has some very um, This Is Where I Leave You vibes. Like, it's a different story, but it's the same similar theme, like, of uh, families and, like, um of losing people so it's it's a very similar like it's a very different writing style but it's similar themes so Mm -hmm. and it's very good i really enjoyed that one very
0: cool i enjoy her as an author a lot too in general
2: evelyn hugo is one of my all-time favorite books
0: oh yes so good um well tina are there any last words of wisdom book knowledge you want to leave with the people today um just keep reading read what makes you happy (laughs) (laughs) right love it if Short you well, with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening.
1: And thank you, Tina Ray, for joining. Woo! Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, I was so excited that you were like, yes, let's do it. Um, so if you like what you heard and want more content like it, subscribe to our Patreon. We post videos of our book unboxings and book hauls, and each month we have a super fun, extra special episode about the novel finds we are currently reading.
0: We will also be doing a monthly Q&A session where we answer your questions, ask us anything. Feel free to email us your questions at novelfindspodcast at gmail.com. You can also submit your questions on our Patreon.
1: And if you need even more bookish content in your life,
0: follow us on Instagram
1: at Novel Finds Podcast.
0: Our email, Patreon, Instagram handle can be found in our bio, as well as Tina's Instagram bio. Will our Instagram handle will be in our bio today? And again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.